Welcome to Straight Talk Wealth, heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. with your experts on all aspects of wealth accumulation, preservation, and income guaranteed to last a lifetime. And now the host of Straight Talk Wealth, Bruce Whitey, on News Talk 1590 KVTA. Good morning, Ventura. Hey, guess what? Uh, I, I, I'm going to hear some slurping going on today. This is a special call-in. <laughs> what was that? I'm sorry. We'll say that again. <laughs> I'm here in here with Spence this morning. And um, we just like to get together once in a while in the studio so we can goof off and make funny noises. That's the only noise. That's the only bodily noise we're going to be doing today, right? <laughs> okay, good. He's nodding his head. Hey, I want to hear from you today. That is why I am in the studio here at KVTA this morning. We want to know what you want to hear about on Straight Talk Wealth Radio. I have some topics we're going to discuss. I would like you to be part of the discussion. I want to know, like, look, this isn't about me entertaining myself and coming in here to sit on the radio because I like to hear my voice. I live in a household where they had enough of that already. I want to hear your voice. I want to know what you guys are interested in when it comes to um, financial planning, retirement planning. Look, there's a lot of topics. First of all, let me give you the number to call in on. The number's 805, of course. We'll skip the 805 from here on out. It's 650-1590 because this is 1590, News Talk 1590 AM. So all you really need to remember is 650. Okay, 650-1590. Now here's the deal. If you call in, not my phone. <laughs> Somebody called my phone. If you call in to 650-1590 and you get on the air because you have something to discuss with me, I'm going to buy a $10 Starbucks card. That goes a long way. That's like two or three days of Starbucks. So uh, we're, that's why there's all the slurping, by the way, because <laughs> everybody gets a Starbucks that gets on the air today, $10 Starbucks card. Tom will get your uh, contact information uh, uh, while he sits off to the side here. He'll quietly do that, and he will... Uh, and we'll follow up. We'll get you $10 of Starbucks. So it's worth it to me to buy you a cup of coffee for you to sit down with me and tell me, what do you want to hear about? Do you want to hear about personal financial planning? Is there some particular technique you want to know what to do about your situation, a specific that you haven't learned about you'd like me to talk more about? Today, we're going to talk about markets. I have some really interesting material about the world is about to come to an end and Everybody who's been saying the world's going to come to the uh, end in the last 10 years is going to rot in Hades for saying it, and Logan Motoshami is going to tell you why. So we're going to come, because this is a really important story. I feel that's a really important, and I want your opinion where you think things are going when you call 650-1590 and you let me buy you $10 of Starbucks. That's You're going to be really buzzed by the time we're done. But I'm going to buy you $10 of Starbucks when you call, because this story about, you know, it's like, if the economy is so strong, if we have the best unemployment, why do they keep dropping interest rates? What is the boogeyman in the closet? What would happen if we didn't drop interest rates? Or are we so addicted to these lowering Fed, the Fed goosing the economy that if, if we don't goose it if we, forever, 
the big crash is coming. We're going to hear both sides of that story today, but I want to get your take. I want to know what you guys are thinking. I want to know if you even think about this or it matters to your financial future. So the number to call in, and Tom's going to get basically what you want to ask. He'll screen your call. And if you get on today, it's $10 of Starbucks. Um, the number 650-1590. 650-1590. We want to hear from you. I'm going to go into a couple stories here, go into what I want to talk about today. But we can talk about the markets. We can talk about tax planning. Uh, there is a segment I did get some response on the other week I thought was interesting where we covered the fact that you could have 0% of your Social Security taxed. Whatever you get in, it's it's not taxable. Or make $15,000 more and it'll cost you 5000 in taxes against that fifteen because you just push your Social Security into an 85% of it being taxable when it was tax-free. This is just sort of a planning segment that I got some response on from some people they didn't quite understand. They wanted to hear more. And so uh, this was a tax planning topic. Uh, basically, if you can... Uh, cover or tax defer $15,000 of maybe dividends and interest that you're not otherwise spending, you might be able to drive 85% of your Social Security being taxable into 0% of it being taxable. So I'll go over some numbers on that later in the show if we have time. Maybe that's what you want to hear more about. I don't know what is on your mind and I won't know unless you want to call. Lifestyle topics. What, you know, let's talk about you know, um, do, do you want me to do some homework on like, are people going to, what's it like going to Costa Rica? What's it like going to these other countries? What's happening when uh, Americans go to other countries or other things in lifestyle? You know, we've talked about the fact, I've talked about the fact that uh, my big change in the last couple years is that I moved from working every day in the valley hard and, and coming home and nine to five work on the weekends to deciding, well, I've got some places paid off, but I believe I may have to work the rest of my life uh, because I want to. Actually, I probably could at some point here in the next few years retire fully, but I want to retire. I want to work for the rest of my life. It's part of my retirement lifestyle is to do something I enjoy. And, and, and probably when we're 90, Tom and I are going to be sitting at these desks going, why are you here? I would have had a wife kick me out. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I came for the coffee. <laughs> so, so you know, the point is, uh, we talk about lifestyle. So I live at the beach. I get to boogie board in the water three times a week. There's a lot of studies being done on how to retire, how to live in retirement, what brings about a more fulfilling life. That's another topic we could be talking about. I want to hear from you. I will buy you $10 of Starbucks if you can get on the air today and talk to us a little bit about what topics? Is it personal financial planning? Is it the bigger topics of the market? Is it tax planning? Is it lifestyle planning? What do you want to know about? What are your specific questions? I want you to be featured on the show today, and I want to pick your brain a little bit, because in the end of the day, you're the authority, not me. You are, because you dictate what we talk about. I'm the worker bee. I, you tell me what to research. I will go research and I will bring you back the research on it on Straight Talk Wealth every week. But I need to hear from you. We'll buy you $10 of coffee when you call 805. I said I wasn't going to say it again, but it is 805. 650-1590. 650-1590. All right. 
I'm going to start the ball rolling by talking about this economy. My gosh. Okay, this morning's uh, Wall Street Journal, jobs, consumers, buoy economy, defying slowdown across the globe. That's marvelous. But what's crazy is how much we've done to stimulate the economy over the last decade and the whole Keynesian idea of the fact that you borrow to stimulate when the economy slows down and then when the economy picks up, you you readjust back to to the, to the median, you know? So uh, interest rates can start to climb a little bit because the economy's heated up. And uh, it's important you're going to hear David Stockman today talk about why it's so dangerous to have such low interest rates because you literally get to a point where the interest rates to borrow are lower than the rate of inflation, which means you're borrowing for free. And everybody gets, well, not you and I, but Wall Street gets free money. Wall Street looks great. It just creates its own bubble, supposedly. So the way to offset that is when times are good, you raise interest rates back, you pay off the national debt. All of this is like in a great economy, we're goosing it even more. Where's where's the payoff of the obligation? Are you concerned about this? Do you think that this might play out somewhere in the 20 years that you're going to be retired in Ventura County in Southern California here? I want to know, and I'm going to start off here with... Uh, Something from the Peter G. Peterson Foundation. Peter G. Peterson, I believe, was Commerce Secretary, uh, could have been under Clinton. And he developed a whole foundation that is just dedicated. Great research. Go to pgpf.org. Peter G. Peterson Foundation. And you will find more than you can absorb on simple simple articles, infographics about the national debt and the national deficit and and reports too. So uh, let's see, we have something here that from them, a recent article, the national debt is now more than $23 trillion. What does that mean? And I have a really good infographic on it. And I'm just going to read through the infographic on the national debt from the Peter G. Peterson Foundation. It says the national debt has now surpassed $23 trillion. And it says here it's 17 trillion in debt held by the public and 6 trillion in intergovernmental debt. All right. 23 trillion dollars is roughly the size of the economies of China and Japan and Germany combined. Our debt is the size of the economy of China, Japan and Germany combined. It amounts to $179,000 of debt per every single household in the United States. Every single family, every single household in this country owes right now $179,000 to pay off the national debt or $70,000 per person. So when your baby is born, when your grandchildren are born, the day they're born, they owe $70,000 on behalf of America. If every household contributed $1,000, this is a great infographic. If you want, I'll, se- I'll se- send it to you along with your coffee. If every U.S. household contributed $1,000 a month toward paying down the national debt, so everybody in the country 
pays 12,000, every household in the country pays 12,000 a year or 1,000 a month toward paying down the national debt, it would take almost 15 years to pay it down. Uh, the infographic goes on, rising debt can harm our economy and threaten opportunities for every American. $23 trillion is enough to cover a four-year degree for every graduating U.S. high school student for 55 years. If every high school student in America was given a free education and we kept that policy for the next 55 years, that would be the same amount as it would cost to pay off the national debt. This year, the government will spend more on interest than on children. We're not investing enough in our future, we, but we are spending $1 billion per day on interest payments on the debt. Check that out. Historically low interest, but we pay a $1 billion per day on just the interest on the debt. The good news is that there is still time to adjust course. That's off an infographic by the Peter G. Peterson Foundation. Now, uh, does this matter? And uh, we're getting some calls here, so when we get ready, we'll, we'll bring someone on the air. But I think before we go on the air, I want to play a clip by David Stockman. Uh, and David, take your time, Tom. <laughs> He's juggling. We're getting a lot of calls in. And and so what's happening is is that um, David Stockman is the former direct director of the Office of Management and Budget. So to take you back to who he is, during the Reagan administration, David Stockman was the CPA that Ronald Reagan hired, and Ronald Reagan said, we're going to cut taxes, we're going to slash everybody's taxes, we're going to cut government back. And everybody said, what do the numbers look like that, uh, Mr. Reagan? How are we going to do that? And he goes, ah, there's this young guy over here, David Stockman, he's got big glasses and He's going to tell us what it is. So Stockman devised a way with the numbers to actually uh, cut taxes and try to control the national debt. And um, when he did that, uh, there was a period of time that we started to do that and it stimulated the economy. However, it didn't match the books. In other words, we were going further into debt. And he went into Reagan's office and said, sir, I know you asked me to take care of this. I know you asked me to give the numbers. The numbers are wrong. We have to raise taxes. And Ronald Reagan said, no way. I, I ran on lowering taxes. And Stockman said, you can fire me if you want, but I don't like this debt and we need to raise taxes. So uh, there was a story about Reagan took him out to the woodshed and they had that talk. But Reagan did eventually follow his advice and raise taxes. So we're going to hear from David Stockman, but should we take a call first, Tom? Erica wants to say hello. Okay. Hi, Erica. How you doing? Erica. I'm doing Erica. I'm doing great, Bruce. How are you? I'm good. What's on your mind today? What do you want to hear about on Straight Talk Wealth Radio? Well, just keep me updated on the fires. That's all I need. <laughs> on the fires? Okay. Yeah. All right, good. Well, uh, keep listening to all the other shows and KVTA and, oh, and the news Thank and all that. Thank you. And all the news. I appreciate it. Okay. You. you bet. Thanks. For my go-to for my county. Beautiful. 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 Got another call? Kelly. Kelly. How you doing? Great. Hi, Bruce. Hi. Hey, have we met? Sounds like we have. No, it's just, uh, I'm just always listening to you. That's so wonderful to you know. Say, I gotta say, is, I, I, I'm listening. 
I love it when people hear me on the radio and they're like, Bruce, I like have known you for the last year. And I'm like, wow, that's nice to know people yeah. are listening. Yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm listening. We're out here listening. So, so, so Kelly, let me ask you something. So why why do you listen to this show? What do I cover that catches your interest? Just everything. The news. I mean, you just keep us informed of all the the latest mm-hmm. everything. <laughs> so, so, Kelly, let me ask. Nothing in particular. Let me ask you this. Let's, let me ask you some financial questions here. We're making people work for their coffee today. So, so, um, are you, (laughs) there you go. She's already slurping it. (laughs) Hey, so Kelly, so, um, where are you in your financial life? Are you, uh, 10 years from retirement, 20 years from retirement? Uh, probably 20. 20. Yeah. And are you, are you able to save money? Is that just an impossible thing to think about or, or how do you, how do you discipline yourself to do that? If you're even able to, and a lot of people aren't. So whatever it is, tell me, tell me honestly, what do you, what, how do you, how does that go for you? Well, I worked on my first retirement and I'm working um, on my second retirement now. So, so what does that mean? So you're, you're in, you're 20 okay. years from retirement. What was your first retirement? I worked at a grocery store mm-hmm. for 20 years mm-hmm. and then I uh, became self-employed. Mm-hmm. So now I'm just saving on my own, which is harder because being self-employed, you have to be a lot more. Yeah. Uh, disciplined. Uh, disciplined. Yeah. Cause it's not just yeah, coming exactly. out of your check. Exactly. So, so, so let me ask you a couple of things. I'm really interested in this, Kelly. So when you were at the grocery store and you left mm-hmm. there, did you leave with any further benefits coming to you? Or was that just sort of like I worked there and now I'm done? Uh, no, I do have benefits coming to me. So, so that's a beautiful th- from the grocery store. So literally yeah. just by working 20 years, you left with some sort of residual in uh, a pension income yeah. or just a savings, uh, a savings uh, retirement. Plan. I have a retirement. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I didn't yeah. I, at a gro- So that's a union thing, I guess. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. So God bless them for that. So that's great. Exactly. So, so that's one way. My daughter, my daughter works for a health insurer, and my daughter was not a college-bound person. She was not a follow in dad's footsteps. She, I took her to a great academic school. I paid private tuition, and she mostly majored in boys. So uh, okay. when, when that was over, it was like, what are you going to do now? I, I, I got to tell this story, and I love my daughter dearly. And one of the days, I'll, I'll have her in here, and she'll she'll tell tell you that she appreciates the story. But uh-huh. when when my daughter wasn't working, she discovered that she could get ten dollars an hour. So once she made ten dollars an hour, she realized that she was financially independent, and she okay. left the house at ten dollars okay. an hour. Okay. Um, and then she discovered that that didn't cut it. But she also discovered that they'll give you these little plastic things called credit cards once you're eighteen, and you can have as many. <laughs> as you want and now you truly are financially independent because you can spend credit cards until, oh God. yeah until she figured out that that didn't work either yes, so exactly. so so after a period of time she said uh i i made a few mistakes i gotta move back in with you guys uh-huh. and i said well you know hon um dad snores 
So mom kicked him out of the room and he had to take your room to sleep in. <laughs> and and so I sleep in your room. So we don't have a room for you. But, you know, we've got this tough shed out in the backyard <laughs> and we could put a heater in there and we could put uh, an AC in there and okay. you'll during at night you just have to walk across the yard to come into the house to use the bathroom so, <laughs> okay, so how did that go and that's kind of what you own I and mean, that's 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 how much you produce as an individual is about a, a backyard shed worth of exactly. income mm-hmm. i think it was the best thing we ever did i think uh-huh. it was the best thing we ever did because she one thing about my daughter these days she is a hard worker she uh-huh. found herself something she could do she's a people person she found her uh, with a major health insurer she's kind of like handling um consumer you know she's handling the helpline but she's been graduated up several levels and now she's at a corporation that's uh, a large one they they uh-huh. help her a lot they train her well and like you she's building up a 401k they put money away Jeez. for her. they match her and i'm like she would never have the discipline to do that on her own but she's cared exactly. for in a corporate environment and she's learned you better work your little rear off Mm-hmm. So that you're worth something to someone. Exactly. So I do appreciate that environment very well. But one of the things that you're now experiencing is that people that want to break out and there's a and, and I don't I want to give a whole seminar here, but while we're talking about it, just to validate you, uh-huh. um, Robert Kiyosaki talks about the four cash flow quadrants, and he says the first thing you have to be is an employee. Just just work for someone and get a job. But the yeah. next thing you need to migrate to once you're an employee is to become self-employed. And even exactly. if it's part-time, you want to find some cottage industry or something that you can now expand your income and have the potential to expand your income while you're an employee and then maybe migrate over. The third thing is then you want to become a business owner because a self-employed person is usually means they're working in the business all the time and they just day and night. It's a seven day. You don't realize when you become self-employed, you're now working seven days a week. Oh, Uh, yes. And uh, 90 days and then one day off in three months. Yes. Kelly, what kind of business do you do? I was doing pet sitting. What? Say again. Pet sitting. Okay. Good. Animal sitting? Pet sitting. Oh, pet sitting. Pet sitting. Yeah. Right. Okay, great. Yeah. So now the next challenge for you is you want to go from being in the business full time to actually uh-huh. being the next step, which is a business owner. And that means uh-huh. you need to learn enough management and executive and, and skills to build teams that do the work for you. So a business owner exactly. is the third stage. You go yeah. from employee to self-employed, meaning you work a lot, but you're in the business, to then extracting yourself from the business. And, and that takes management skills. That's the next level of education yeah. is to learn how to be a manager, how to hire good people, how to manage capital so that, I mean, God knows I've had some years where I made a ton of money and then I wasted it on a bad employee. That's that that. That's another I, thing. Trusting people to do what you do. Your integrity is on the line. Yeah, it, and it's it's. Uh, I was given. Yeah. I had a, a, one of my best years, and I said, "I'm hiring a marketing guy full time and getting the marketing monkey off my back." And I uh-huh. brought, and I didn't have hiring skills, and I brought someone in that gave me an, an actual counterfeit portfolio 
of work that was done that he did not do. And it took months of sinking money into programs that never got done and sinking the payroll to learn, I don't know hiring. So you have to get through those management skills. Once you have a business that operates on its own and you're able to step away, now finally you're an investor. And that's where you have something that generates money that you can make money make money. So first, you're working for someone else. Then you work for yourself. Then other people work for you. And lastly, your money works for you. Exactly. So that's kind of the route that you're on, but you're so fortunate that you have something from the prior company. So uh, I appreciate your input. Was that useful? To, oh, Tom has a question. And because Kelly played along so well and so nicely and was a great guest, we have a bonus prize to the Starbucks card. <laughs> Two tickets wow. to the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library. Wow. Oh, oh my gosh, everyone to go. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't oh. even get these and I work here. Oh my You've God, got to call the morning show. I've been wanting to go for the longest time. Well, you get to go, and you get to go with coffee. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, I love you guys. Yeah, it was great hearing from you. I'm so glad to know. And listen, go to my website and get on our yes. email list uh, at straighttalkwealth.com. Okay. straighttalkwealth.com. I'm trying to build the blog. I'm trying, I want to, I just want to okay. hear a lot from you guys. Uh, Tom yeah. got your info, and um, great. I'm okay. really happy to hear your story, Kelly. Good luck with your daughter. You know, you're, you're doing great. She's That's doing awesome. She's doing That's great, too. So I'm proud awesome. of her. Yes. I'm proud of yeah. her. All yeah. right. Take care. You're a great dad. Okay. Bye-bye. Well, it starts with you. You know, it really does. Okay. I'll take a little feather in my cap. Okay. <laughs> well, it does. Right, <laughs> my a, dad taught me well. So there. All right. Have okay. a great morning, Kelly. Okay. You Bye-bye. too. Bye. Yeah. Thank you, you, guys. You bet. Do you have another caller right now? We need to uh, load up again. Okay, so listen, that was a wonderful call. I am so glad. And see, I'm just interested in you guys. I'm not interested in me. I'm interested in what your situation is, what you guys want to know and talk about. The number is 650-1590, 650-1590. Now, I would, this is more about my show, so I appreciate that everybody loves the station, but um, I want to know about straight talk wealth topics. I want to know about your personal financial planning. What do you want? What are you curious about on that? What do you want to learn more about? Do you want to learn more about the markets and what they're doing? Do you want to learn more about tax planning? Do you want to learn more about lifestyle and retirement? Kelly's call was great. Kelly's was like how to develop through life financially to where there's an expansion and you can branch out and you can do things. And, and yeah, I mean, she spent tw- 20 years as an employee, but she walked away with something that let her build that next section. So these are wonderful stories. Um, I I, I want to talk about whatever you want to talk about. So the number is 650-1590. 650-1590. We are giving a $10 Starbucks card to people that call in that we, that we do get on the air that can tell us what they want to hear about. I need answers to that. And we're, we were looking for people that we can have a little dialogue with here and find out more about. So uh, uh, let me talk a little bit more about David Stockman and we'll go into that clip. That is going to be on a seven minute clip. But I want you to hear, here's the contrast. Here's what I want you to know about. We, we look at the Wall Street Journal this morning. It says jobs, consumers, buoy economy, defying slowdown across the globe. And it says the U.S. economy has cooled but continues to expand with employers hiring, consumers spending, growth and, and growth stabilizing. 
Employment grew by seasonally adjusted 128,000 jobs in October. Okay, so that being said, last, uh, I think this was a September interview, David Stockman, Ronald Reagan's former budget director, was on the air and he had some other things to talk about to scratch underneath the surface. While you're listening to this, think about what this means to you or any of these other topics and and call in. We want to hear from you. We want to put you on the show and find out what you're interested in financially, what you want to know more about financially. The number is 650-1590, 650-1590, and we will give you a $10 Starbucks card if you get onto the air. So and if they're spectacular. And if you're spectacular, you get tickets to the Ronald Reagan Library. I hate to say this, but I'm the judge of spectacular, and I'll let you have a vote, too. Okay, there you go. All right. So uh, let's hear this clip from David Stockman. This is just interesting. As good as the news is, we're getting this story. I want to cover both sides of the story. We'll come back uh, when we're done with Stockman, and we're going to play another clip from someone who's of a diametrically different viewpoint. But right now, I want to groove you on what David Stockman is worried about. America 2020, the real state of the union and the economy. Hi, I'm Dave Oakenquist, and that's the theme of next month's Irrational Economic Summit taking place in Washington, D.C. Joining me is one of the presenters, Mr. David Stockman. David, good to talk to you this morning. Happy to be with you. Yeah, I haven't talked to you since last year's Irrational Economic Summit, and it's great to reconnect with you this year. And those who don't know David Stockman, he's a former congressman, the former budget director under President Reagan, a best-selling author of many books, and he's also the uh, the author of The Stockman Letter. So lots of things under your belt, David. It's good to talk to you and get your expertise. I'd like to start with sort of a where are we in terms of the economic landscape? Things have changed a bit since last year. It looks like the Fed went from tightening to loosening, sort of changing course. Of course, a little bit under pressure by the president. Uh, All that also is going on is the trade war with China and the election next year. So what do you make of what's going on? Well, I would say we're in uncharted waters. Uh, Washington has broken all the rules. Uh, There used to be such a thing as a real interest rate. There used to be such a notion that savers were entitled to a return as well as, uh, you know, the rates that borrowers face. All of that has been thrown out the window when the Fed pivoted, uh, you know, after uh, December. We actually went 127 months in which the money market or federal funds rate was below the inflation rate. In real terms, that means uh, money was free or actually negative. It didn't do any good for Main Street, but it helped speculators on Wall Street. Uh, like there was no tomorrow. So that they've already pivoted and they're beginning to cut rates when the unemployment rate is 3.7% when we're at month 121 of the longest business expansion in history uh, is just uh, incredible. It's a measure of how far off base we are. Now, of course, they're getting a lot of heat, not just from Wall Street. They're always begging for more uh, easy money, uh, for more uh, juice from the Fed. But Trump is all over their case as well. And he's now demanding zero interest rates so that it doesn't cost anything for Uncle Sam to fund the massive debt that Trump is uh, only making worse with his big spending for defense. And, uh, you know, uh, his compromises with the Democrats uh, to get defense, uh, he's giving them all the domestic spending they want. So we're heading into a real mess 
Uh, we have had this so-called crisis in 08 and 09. We've had 10 years of tepid recovery to try to fix things. They fixed nothing. Uh, the deficit is at the highest level relative to GDP in history at this time of the cycle. Uh, the Fed uh, is completely lost. And we have a wild man in the Oval Office who basically wants to start a trade war with the world uh, <laughs> and an easy money war with his own central bank. So uh, hang on to your seat. None of the rules apply anymore. Uh, this is a very dangerous time to be in the markets. People have to be there. They have to earn a return on their uh, you know, investable funds. But it will take uh, more care, prudence uh, and uh, attention than ever before. Now, you mentioned the clowns in Washington, and uh, of course, we have an election next year. Are there any non-clowns that might have a chance? Maybe some uh, jugglers or well, someone well, to step above? <laughs> good question. Uh, would that there uh, were? Uh, I don't see any. Uh, I think it's pretty evident, though, that um, we're drifting into a very bad situation for 2020 and beyond. Uh, you know, Trump has embraced this huge stock market bubble. I think it's going to collapse before 2020. Uh, he's bragging about an economy that uh, essentially is nearing uh, its old age sell by date. We're going to have a recession in the next year or so. Uh, he's, he's done nothing to help it, help the economy. The tax cut was paid for by Uncle Sam's credit card. Most of it's gone into stock buybacks into the 1%. It hasn't helped Main Street. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're going to end up on the Democrat side with Elizabeth Warren, who is a you know, out and out redistributionist populist who's going to go after the one percent and the point one percent, and it's going to be very appealing to a country that will suddenly wake up and find out that ten years of lies uh, and of fantasy have now ended. We didn't recover. We didn't fix anything. We just deferred uh, the day of reckoning after the wake-up call in 2008 or 2009. So when she comes in and says there's 50,000 or 100,000 uh, billionaires who need to pay more, you know, the public's going to respond to that. Uh, and so we're, we're facing a very dangerous time because if we have a Fed that's out of control, we have central banks around the world that are basically wrecking the bond market, uh, and they've destroyed, uh, you know, honest uh, price uh, discovery, and then we get uh, someone... Uh, heading for the Oval Office or even uh, a, uh, you know, a serious contender who wants to uh, in implement these kinds of redistributionist uh, policies, uh, I think uh, we're going to really have a disaster on our hands. Yeah, great points. David, I want to go back to something you mentioned just a little bit earlier regarding deficits. I know as a former budget director, uh, news came out a couple of weeks ago from the CBO, the Congressional Budget Office, that said the United States had a $960 billion uh, fiscal deficit for 2019, and uh, it doesn't get better from there. For Counting next year through 2029, the CBO estimates that there will be deficits of $1.2 trillion each and every single year. What do you make of this, this ballooning deficit problem? Is there a way out of it? Well, it's the biggest problem we're facing because not only are these numbers uh, huge, but they're coming at the top of a business cycle that's the longest uh, you know, business expansion in history. Now, even the Keynesians back in the 60s and 70s, uh, who were big deficit uh, spenders and stimulus people, agreed that when the economy gets healthy and you got full employment and you're uh, at the top of a business cycle, you got to rein it in. You should maybe even have a surplus. And here, here we are now uh, with the largest deficits in history, 5% of GDP mm. at the top of the cycle. And Trump's fiscal policy, because he wants so much defense, he's had to pay for it uh, with, uh, you know, six 
60, 70 billion a year of uh, additional domestic spending. Uh, they haven't touched entitlements whatsoever. Uh, they have ballooned the deficit uh, like never before. So here we go into the 2020s at the top of a business cycle with you know the deficit widening by the day. And we're going to have 10,000 new people retiring every day as the baby boom, you know, hits 68 uh, and beyond. So you couldn't imagine a uh, more perfect storm, a uh, physical storm, than a recession, which is guaranteed. Nobody's outlawed The baby boom wave retiring and Washington uh, either in complete paralysis fiscally or in the hands of a populist <laughs> leftist democratic government that uh, you know wants Medicare for all and free college tuition for everybody, and then you know Elizabeth Warren, who I think will be the nominee, wants to uh, shut down the entire shale industry. The only thing that we really have going today in terms of uh, uh, more robust levels of growth. So uh, the fiscal equation uh, has never been uh, worse. And uh, I, I see uh, nothing uh, that's going to change it, uh, at least until we have a real crisis and uh, the uh, rascals are thrown out <laughs> and uh, we start all over again if we possibly can. So I hear about this day in and day out from people that contact the show, that come in and that are clients. And I think it is the question of the decade, if not the century, which is, is all of this prosperity bought on a credit card and somewhere there's going to be a day of reckoning, $23 trillion. Listen, that's just government debt. If you take out, you know how the government, let me just explain really quickly how we got here. How we got here is that the private sector debt was anybody could get money for anything at low interest rates. And low interest rates bring about a hazard. It's called a... Uh, 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 behavior hazard, a moral hazard. Moral hazard means that if money's cheap, you'll do things that might be uh, not prudent with it because the cost is very low for what it is. And so what happens is the private sector gives out money, 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 as we did in the real estate bubble. You don't. You can lie on your application. You can just state what you make. You can buy crazy stuff. The market's going up, and the bank will take overinflated homes as collateral until it all busts. And if the private sector knows, hey, the banking sector knows, if we just go bust and have another 2008, the government will bail us out. So government debt tends to be much lower than the private sector. It's the part of the debt that the private sector screwed up that the government had to come in and absorb to keep the economy afloat. So my question to you is, if are you close to retirement and are you concerned that maybe we are in a bubble? Now I'm gonna in a minute have someone with a totally different viewpoint, but I wanna know, are you concerned about this? And what's your viewpoint about the current economy and the current growth? Do you think that we're in a bubble? Do you think this is sustainable? So uh, I want to know what you think about uh, where we're going and if you're concerned that it's going to affect your retirement at all. Tom, is that another call? They were shy. <laughs> uh, don't be shy, you guys. I'm not here to challenge you. I'm not here to put you on a, um, on a, on a, on a you know, I, I just, I'm here to talk to you and I really want to know what you guys think. 
So if you have an opinion on this, because let me go into another article by the next person I want to feature just to tell you where this is going. Logan Motoshami is a very outspoken economist down in Irvine. Uh, You should check him out. Uh, His site is, I think, financialtruth.com. Or if you Google financial truth, Logan Motoshami, that's M-O-H-T-A. You'll get to his site and he does a lot of blogging and a lot of uh, daily live videos on Facebook. And he's like, you bearers are just, he's in the face of the bearers. He hates the American bearers. Uh, and he is uh, just recently did a blog post. We got a caller. We do yeah. now have Letty from Camarilla. Letty, I'll, I'll do this article in a minute. Let's hear from Letty first. Hey, Bruce. Hi, Letty. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm well. How's how are we doing out in Camarillo? Oh, it's a beautiful day here. Yes, it is. Hey, so what what interests you? What would you like to hear us talk more about on Straight Talk Wealth, or what what should we what what, what do you need help with? Well, I would say. Um, can you hear me? Retirement. Tips. Okay. Can you go? Retirement. Okay. Yeah, because I'm trying to plan, you know, seven to ten year plan now. What city do you live in? Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to work anymore. I'm trying to plan this retirement so I could travel. So what's the greatest challenge? Are you are you feel like you can't save money for it or you don't know how to where to put the money? What, what is it that what do you find is the, challenging about that? The knowing what to invest in. Okay. I mean I have property so I can turn that into rental income. Um, I have a pension, which is okay. You know, it's going to be a pretty good one. I'm making and notes. I think it's just the fidelity investments. I just don't know what where to put my, which basket to put my eggs in. Now, that's interesting. So what kind of work do you do? I'm a clerk at good. the government center. Good. Oh, Fidelity. <laughs> Fid- I know. They have all the 401ks for all the county people. We have the worst portfolio manager. So they they have a monopoly on that. And and it's really? interesting. Yeah, in a sense. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not trying to diss or, or get into, but, but what you sometimes run into in a workplace where there's a provider and everybody's with that provider is they're, they're getting fat. They can get lazy on it. They don't need to give you a lot of individual attention because no one's going to take that account away from them. Well, and then this is what they do when they, when you call them for advice, they tell you this, well, I can't really tell you what you should invest in yeah but they can suggest things because they don't want to be liable hey kelly one i'll tell you where that changed that changed in 1974 with what's called the employee retirement investment securities act i think that's the proper uh, breakdown of the acronym called erisa and in in 1974 what was happening is prior to that some of the airlines that had huge pensions were failing with the pension. So employees for years had put money into a pension, had uh, you know, professional managers managing it, and it all blew up. So Nixon thought, and, and at the time the thinking was, let's return control of the investment back to the employee. So they created this thing called a 401k. And that's what I have. Yep. And so what happens on a 401k is that 
rather than having these stupid managers do it who blow it all up that we're trusting, you now can manage your own. And what that does is, I mean, how 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 tired were you at the end of the day as a clerk to come home every night and study financial management as your second profession? Was that something you were ready to do? No, I just want to <laughs> hang out at the dog park. Yeah, exactly. But everybody in America had to become a professional manager or they are at risk because that's what we did in 1974 is we said, it's your problem, baby. And then we had the tech bubble in, 90, in the 90s, end of the 90s. And then we had the real estate bubble. Who's got time to figure this out? And I'm not well, saying... I'm not saying all of this because I'm so smart because, yes, I manage money and all that. But the, but the, I'm just talking about the problem that you face, that all Americans face is we're all on our own when it comes to these decisions now. Well, in 1974, when that act started, I was six years old, so I wasn't really thinking about retirement at that <laughs> Sure you were. You wanted a nap at 3 o'clock, didn't you? <laughs> no, I just wanted to that's right anyway that so that's what's changed is we've gone from a now you have a pension which is great and your savings is your savings and you control that right and what and what i have done is i raised my um i don't have it maxed right now i forget what it is mm-hmm. i don't know if it's 20 percent or 15 percent. but what i do is i up at one percent each year yeah it's great wonderful so on your savings so i do that so i won't feel the pain no it's wonderful the the first thing is to get the discipline of savings that's the hardest thing for people to do is actually how are you going to save and i ran a a video a few weeks ago on audio of it uh from a guy it was i think duquesque university or one of these guys and he was saying his theme was investment will not make you rich and he actually surveyed all these people that had done well in retirement and they didn't get rich because of they invested. They got rich because they saved the money and it wasn't the investments that made all the big difference. Now, I'm not trying to not answer your question. First of all, let me ask you this. Um, I want to call you during the week and have this discussion more in detail. It's a liability to say, oh, you should just throw money at this or throw money at that. It's definitely a detailed sort of like, and this is where I hope this show is different. I hope people get this about my show. And and sometimes I'm a little harder to work with than the average advisor for this reason. I don't just have a pitch. There's not one thing that is right for everybody. And I don't come on week after week and just find a new way to pitch the same thing. Everybody's different. And so I've done completely different advice for people that are at one end of the scale than another, whether it's a scale of risk tolerance, whether it's a scale of age or where they're at, the only answer is an individual answer for you. And it takes time and it takes understanding with clients. Uh, On our site at straighttalkwealth.com this week, we're going to have a couple new testimonials up. And one of the things that you're going to hear from my clients is I'm a little hard to work with because I really insist that they understand their choices and they don't just do something because I tell them to do it. So uh, what I'd like to do is maybe later in the week, give you a call and uh, we can get the specifics on your issue and along with your $10 Starbucks card. And then you and I can talk about a little bit more in detail. Would that be fair? Yes, totally. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on the line. Do not hang up on me. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. We're going to take the next call, but Kelly, hang on. Tom's going to get your info. And next up, it looks like we do have on the line, Mary from Oxnard. Mary. Hi, Mary. How are you? 
Pretty good in yourself. I'm well. Hey, what, what are you thinking about these days financially? What's on your mind? Financially? Like, what's for me? Yeah, well, this is Straight Talk Wealth. It's a financial show. So, uh, I would like to open up my own business. You'd like to open up your own business? Good. What, what do you do right now? Are you are working uh, as... Hmm? A retail. You're working in retail. And what do you find the challenges are to getting a business started? Do you not know what you want to do? Is it more you I don't? Know, I don't know what kind of business I want. It's just the uh, financial stability and how much income we're bringing and how much income it's going to be used. What kind of business are you interested in opening? Uh, cannabis dispensary. Ta- say that again? A dispensary shop. A dispensary. Oh, cannabis dispensary. Yes. That is the hot item I hear now and there. Yes, so that's where all the money's at. Yeah. So what are you finding? Now, have you contacted other dispensary owners and asked them a little bit about how they got into it or what was involved in all of that? Or you, do you have a mentor on it? Not that I am, but. Well, I, I, know, I know a few dispensary owners. So I just talk to them and then from there on, I just get a little understanding. Yeah. Well, I think, and basically, um, I think the best, one of the best places, and I should get you a book. We're going to get your information. I'll make sure you get your Starbucks card, and I'll see if there's a good book to get started with. But I think the most important thing going to business, and I'm 63, and I, I can tell you this today even, you know, I know financial planning. I understand how to build retirements. And for crying out loud, that's not good enough these days. I've got to know how to do video production. I got to know how to do build websites. I got to build blogs. I got to do social media. It's like the thing I think everybody needs when they go into something new is they need to find a mentor. Their job number one is to simply find who is your mentor that can lead you on this. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, I, and, I, and I have to do it on these other things. It's like, you know, uh, my partner, Jason, who is I love dearly for financial planning, will sometimes say, um, well, then go do that. Go, let's, let's, why don't you go do the social media thing? I'm like, because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> so my job, number one, is to find a mentor that can work with me and find some way to make myself invaluable to that mentor that maybe I can get a cut discount. I'm not paying for all of it with dollars. So. That's, I think anytime you want to keep expanding, you want to learn new stuff, but I think what's key at these points is find mentors. And I'm also, I do want to give a pitch here, um, not to get commercial, I get no benefit from it, but I've had Grant Cardone on the show a few times. And I'm just reading, Tom, have you read 10X Rule? Have you ever, I have not, but I know Grant. I mean, I know of him. Of him, yeah. I could probably pick up a phone at some point and get him on the phone. He's been on twice. That 10X rule, I am so blown away with because this is the basic thing in the book. The basic thing is is that businesses fail because you underestimated what it takes to make the business succeed. And so his, his rule to get you thinking in that book is whatever you think you need to do, 10 times that. Just if, you know, if you need to make so many phone calls, make 10 times that. If you need to have capital available to start your business, think about starting with 10 times the capital you were going to start with. If you needed some help, get 10 times help. If you need someone to help you, find 10 people that can help you with that so one of them works out. And he's just like, everything you think about to build your success, think 10 times that 
and then you'll achieve it. And and people have justifications and reasons why it failed and, and reasons that it didn't work out. But usually at the bottom of that is you did not think in a proper proportion of the estimation of effort that it takes. And you'll have setbacks and other things. But if you think 10 times bigger, you'll at least achieve the one-time thing that you were trying to do. So that's a, I, I want to recommend that book. I'm actually in the middle of it right now, The 10X Rule by Grant Cardone. Good book to yeah. go with. Okay. Okay. Hey, so uh, we'll we'll get we'll get your card to you and do some reading. Find a mentor, and that's my advice. And do not hang up. I got to talk to you off air. All right. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Good to hear from you, Mary. Who else we got here? I don't know the next caller. I, oh. I'll get to him real quick. Okay. All right. So we're on hold right now. Uh, I may not have time to. Well, let me read you real quick about the national debt that we were talking about. I may not be able to get the sound clip in on Mogam. I think we're going to do more of these shows. I, I really, by the way, I really appreciate you guys calling in. This is like one of the best shows I feel we've ever done. Just to hear from you guys live and know what you're thinking. Sandy wants to say a quick hello. I bet I know which Sandy this is. Hello. Hi, Sandy. How you doing? I'm fine. I want to tell you, you're not hard to work with. Just take time so that we understand everything. Yes, I know. I, I, I should I should have finished my sentence of why I'm hard to work with, but, you know, I sometimes get buttered a little bit. Yeah, well, you explain everything, so that's why it's hard to work, because you just have to take time, but you're not hard to work with. Yeah, have I ever pressured you? Have you ever what? Pressured you? Say that again. No, yeah. not at all. How about that? Sandy's yeah. Sandy's been a client. Yeah, so I, I try to do a lot a of listening. <laughs> oh, you're good. You're good. You live a tough life, hon, and and I really appreciate what you've done for your kids. And how, you you are, you know, you're a a, a, a standalone mom. And, um, you know, I, I, I wish you all the best, Sandy. You've done a really, really good job with you got. And I appreciate you calling in and putting in the good word. I, I, I am hard to work with because you have to understand what I'm proposing, what your choices are. And at the end of the day, the decisions are yours to make, not mine. My job is to help you understand your and decisions. You explain, and you explain everything really well. And if you don't understand it, you go over it again. You're not too busy to stop and take the time for us. That's because I practice in front of the family dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make sure the dog okay. understands everything. Okay. okay. Hey, thanks, thanks for calling in, hon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That uh, was great. So we, we got those callers, and I, I appreciate everyone who rang us up and uh, missed a couple. Next time, we'll get them all on. That was that was a wonderful That was really good. I think, really we, good. We're, I think you and I are going to be sitting more. Hey, how much time we got here, Tom? We do have three minutes left, three minutes remaining. All right. Well, listen, um, what I want to say is, uh, first of all, we'll come back to some of this more material. I will try to maybe do this next Saturday, too. This works out really well. Um, it's important to hear from you guys, and uh, maybe we can do a series of these shows. What I want to tell you is, uh, like I've mentioned before, I'm trying to build a lot of educational resources and assets that come straight from me. It's important. I, I, you know, I can go and buy material and content from other providers that are financial service providers, but it's not genuine. It doesn't really like I have the same concerns you have. 
I'm saving for retirement. I'm 63. I'm thinking about the fact that I'm probably going to work another seven years. I've done well. I've paid off my properties. I live at the beach. I got my overhead down and I have a good retirement fund started. But one, I don't want to just go home and look at the walls all day. So I'm keeping busy. I'm staying healthy, going in the water and I'm saving more money. So I'm, I'm very much in a similar position to you guys. And I'm going through all of these issues and not taking anything for granted. Will the economy grow? Will it shrink? I want to know both sides of the issues. Should the investment, should I just buy all the best mutual funds in the world? Should I stay out of the stock market? I got to think about these things too. I've got money allocated here, money allocated there. When you come in, I'll tell you about my portfolio and what I do. I've got a wife that, for example, for years went, uh, I don't need to know about what you do. I play ukulele. I sing in a band. I love my arts. I'm an incredible sculptor. I'll do the art. You do the business. And then at some point in her life, I said, we've got a wad of money here and we need to figure out what to do. And she's like, you're not doing anything without checking in with me. And I had to bring her through, uh, you know, the basics and the primaries and the fundamentals to get her up to speed. And, And that's what I do with my clients. Um, and I have sophisticated clients. They're great to work with. I'll tell you a funny thing, just an aside. It's almost the more money people have, the easier they are to work with because they already understand money and they understand their decisions. It's a very interesting concept, but the easiest people in the world to uh, propose and close on a proposal are the very wealthy people, but we have the tolerance to work with all ages. I'm trying to do more education. Go to our website, straighttalkwealth.com, straighttalkwealth.com. Get on our mailing list, our email list, so we can, when we do emails, you can receive them. Uh, you can also find all of our shows logged in on the podcast player there. And yes, there's a few holes on the website that are not finished, but more and more we are getting it populated. Thanks for listening this week. And we'll see you next week. Straight Talk Wealth Radio. Go to our website. Interesting outro music. Ukulele. Oh, this is in honor of my wife. Is this Tomaine? Is this Tomaine? Yeah. I, here you go.